What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Roll Stang Podcast, presented by the Broken Anchor, with now an intern, uh, with the boys, Andy and Coop. Boys, Andy and Coop, how are we? I mean, between... Uh, actually had a pretty good day at work today, so I'm actually having a pretty decent day. But I've also been arguing with armchair coaches all day, so kind of exhausted. Well, you're doing the Lord's work on the side, so we appreciate that. Absolutely, and any time, like really, if you if you ever need me to call someone out for making a stupid comment, I'm right here. Thank you, Andy. Thank you so much. I need a coop date. Coop, how are we doing? I'm doing good. It's been a while since we've been at full strength. It's good to have the three Mustangs back in business all together. And, uh, you know, you have so many armchair coaches and stuff like that. I think I might just make a burner account and be a, uh, an armchair coach for the, the school Andy teaches called um, St. Uh, Therese. Therese. The Mustangs. Yes, St. T. Yeah, the Mustangs. I'm going to be the armchair coach for St. Therese. And I'm going that's, to criticize every little move of the eighth grade a, boys basketball. Uh, please do like, like examine my rotations and right. like, who should be in at, cause like, you know, you spend so much time around the team and you don't only see them in the, in the little game action. Um, <laughs> so that, you know exactly about the ups and downs of the program. More than the coaching staff. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. If Donald Trump knew more about the military than the generals, then I feel like I can know more about the basketball team than the coaches. <laughs> Honestly, that's more a beautiful comparison. Guys, I, I have a five-second soundbite for you. Cooper, you think Edmonds are cool? I know you can't <laughs> see it, but I bet you can hear the swag going off of Coop tonight. He's got that. Is that a Gucci headband? Drake. Okay, okay, so yeah, okay, my bad, my bad. I've always but had, that was like, a perfect segue because the Gucci headbands, what Soldier Boy was wearing whenever he said that, and Jalen Reynolds, who we all love. So that's that's what I thought. Okay, okay, all right, so we're, we're good. All right, so podcast people, we're actually gonna get on topic a little bit here, uh, which is off brand for us. Um, but we're talking about some stupid stuff tonight, per usual. We've got our worst teams in sports to root for, and obviously, we're gonna talk Xavier basketball. We got our boys from the Flex, our Providence dudes to kind of break down if we're being honest with ourselves guys mostly just bs i mean we barely even talk basketball but break be down fun. the bullshit but that's what the people are here for yeah you got to break down the bullshit piece by piece and obviously we'll get into our xavier update per usual but with that boys i'm excited for another podcast boys we did it again roll stangs roll stangs let's go Okay, Mustang fans, welcome to the podcast. Happy to be here. And I think Mustangs, guys, is just a universal term at this point. I just think if you're a Mustang fan, you're just here for just here for a good time, here for good shit. I mean, there's a reason that I think maybe he was just trying to push an agenda that he thinks we should be the Mustangs. Like Musketeers is um, like it's tired. 
Mustangs sure. are wired. Definitely wired and inspired. I'm here for that. And boys, we're just starting to get to the. Like, I don't. I don't know. I'm not you guys. I'm getting over the hump as far as the winter blues. The weather's been nice. We got a third TV in the crib to get ready for the. You know the March Madness setup. I think life is good right now. I don't know about you guys. Coop Life's got the very good. Yeah. yeah, the head the headbands on the windows were down today. The sun was shining. It was like a warm and balmy 45, 50 degrees. I right. Mean, yeah, that's a jump. Quote future life is good. Stocks. I mean, not real stocks, but life stocks. By now, I mean we're we're looking good, boys. Okay, so in the sports world, and this is just like the number one thing that popped off to me uh, was the Knicks giving Julius Randle MVP chance. What do we think about that? <laughs> How down bad do you have to be to give Julius Randle MVP chance? Well, yeah, I mean, he was their guy ever since he hit free agency. Like, um, all, all throughout, when, when Julius Randle was with the Pelicans and he was gonna, looking to be a free agent, all we heard about was how the Knicks are going to bring a trio of Julius Randle, Quinn Cook, and R.J. Barrett. Like, they were clearly the top options. They didn't even think about Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Ouch. Is Julius when you Rand- have an MVP like that? <laughs> exactly. Is Julius Randle that guy? Like, you ever see, you know, like an attractive girl that you see her on Instagram, like you see her boyfriend, you're like, really? Like that guy, you know? And she's like hyping him up. I'm like, oh, and they're like, he must be packing heat. Like, isn't that like the equivalent of like Julius Randle, like, like hyping up like Julius Randle's the MVP? Like, like really? Like, how about that? a really good personality. Yeah, he was funny as shit. He must be super funny. He makes you laugh all the time, I'm sure. Every night he probably makes you laugh. Uh, yeah, it's just super weird how down bad you must be. Which brings the question, boys, who is the worst team in professional sports to root for in all professional sports? Like, I'm thinking, like, now, but also, like, the last, like, 10 to 20 years. And why is it the Bengals? Like, I mean, I, I think the obvious answer is the Bengals. So, like, I'm going to go away from that and try to think of someone else. Um, <laughs> is it bad because – is that the unanimous answer, though? the Bengals like I think the Lions uh, are up there I think the Knicks are up there I don't think the Bengals stand alone you know what I mean I think in the NFL you can you can make some arguments I mean before the last two years you I mean I think Cleveland would be the oh, number no one answer no uh Detroit the other team that had an 0-16 season um sure but the Bengals I mean with the playoff drought right there with them other sports I mean if you're talking baseball probably the Mariners They've been good, but I don't think they've won a playoff game since, like, 95 or something like that. I don't even think they've been since, like, 2000 or 2001 or something like that. You can't hang your hat on having the coolest dude ever in sports, though. I mean, you had back with Pat Griffey in his prime. Like, you're never going to top that. No, never. It's just a shame. This is going off topic here. It's a shame Ken Griffey Jr. never was on, like, a team that was actually, like, able to win anything. It is nuts, though, those young Mariners teams. They had, like, some young dudes, man. Like, that – I mean, A-Rod and, like, I would have to look at that roster. I think they had some really good young pitching, too. But they had dudes on that young team, bro, with Griffey on it. Yeah. And so they, and they had a long time. They were a pretty miserable too. fan base. But that's, What's that? But that's more – they had each row, too. But, yeah, you're right. That it they was did, definitely, yeah. Other than that, though, it was, it's, it was slim. Trying to think of who would be more. I mean, I must say the Timberwolves is fucking terrible. <laughs> it's a miserable. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's so. Bad. It's a never. It's a never-ending tunnel. Like you see a light, and then all of a sudden you realize it's just an anglerfish 
and like that's just staring at you, ready to eat you. The Bulls for the last twenty years have been pretty rough. Yeah, like literally yeah, since I, Jordan left. I was thinking about that the other day. Um, I was sitting at dinner, I think last Friday night, and the Bulls game was on against the Sixers, and I'm just thinking like, like really since Derrick Rose, the Bulls haven't even been worth even talking about. Yeah, like the, the, it would suck to be a Bulls fan. So, and then I, here's my question. So would you rather have your team have no expectation, just be terrible like the Cleveland Browns of, of the past 15 years, or would you rather have expectations and have your hopes up to have them crushed? So you've got to figure out what we think is more miserable. Sure. sure. Yeah, I, that's a fair point. I think I'd rather be the Browns, man. Cause I think you can just like get drunk and just be like, Having a good time, you know. Kind of it's like, like being a like, UConn football fan. You know, you're not gonna fucking. Well, let's just get drunk and party, and you know, watch but, people hit each other. But here's yeah, the thing, lovable though. losers. I, I need to have a good team, though. Like, I need if I have a Xavier, I'll take the Browns. You know, because like I have a team I can actually root for and care about. And if I have the Browns, it's like okay, like if we win, we're, it's found money. And if not, I'm just gonna be drunk the whole time anyway. And that's completely fair, right there. Like I. I get because you can't root to, for a bunch of shitty teams because that's just going to cause you to drink yourself to death. Sure. Um, One team you care about and then a bunch of whatever. It's like if you're the Knicks or the Bulls, like they're supposed to be good. You know, they're like yeah. massive markets like the Bulls will always have that Jordan thing hanging over them. Um, and that's what sucked, too, with with them, too. Like, man, Derek Rose, like a kid from Chicago, it felt like made to be. And like they were looking like they were going to be really good for the next decade. And then it was just erased, you know, like that was rough and i think also another thing that you could define as being miserable would be rooting for teams that are really good for a stretch of time and then almost all at the same time they just all start going downhill which is the entire city of houston with their sports the astros are still good but obviously they won a a title kind of with some dirty hands but then you have the rockets uh, trading away James Harden and Russell Westbrook and uh, Chris Paul and stuff like that. And then the Texans, who are just absolutely blowing up. I mean, they had a 24 to nothing lead on Kansas City and were a win away from, um, is that playing for the Super Bowl, I believe? I think that was the AFC Championship or maybe yeah. right before that. It might regardless, have been right before, but yeah. Yeah, regardless, they were deep in the playoffs and looking like they were about to advance at least play for an A or yeah, for an AFC. Uh, title and then there goes the whole team like it's JJ Watt's gone DeAndre Hopkins is gone Deshaun Watson's going to be gone it's a bad look JJ Watt's tweeting about how the mitochondria is the powerhouse in the cell I mean it's over yeah it's over if they're if they're I think that'd be that's it yeah for sure I mean we also we also forgot the Jets and the Dolphins not oh yeah always the Jets the Jets Jets have been the butt, I mean, the butt fumble, I mean, is, is really the biggest play in that franchise's history in the past 20 years, honestly. Well, and that's, that's what people true. remember the most. But, like, like, they remember that so much that they forget when the Jets, as, like, a 9-7 and seven team, knocked off the Patriots in the playoffs. They've had their moments. They've definitely had their moments. But, like, people forget that because we talk about, like, they've just been – it's been pushed down by so many miserable moments and just laughable <laughs> comedy. It's exactly. insane to think that Brett Favre once wore a Jets uniform. That is, that's, that's just so weird. That's like seeing Dwayne Wade in the Cavs uniform. Yeah, that's a weird thing, too, in sports is when you see those pictures of just, like, 
you're like, holy shit, like Patrick Ewing played for the, like, the Seattle Sonics. You know what I mean? Like, Hakeem like, Olajuwon was on the Raptors. Like, it's just like, what the fuck? Hear me out on this one. Allen Iverson in a Sixers jersey, but not the yeah. Sixers jersey you grew, grew up with, the red, white, and blue one. Yeah, that one's weird. Allen Iverson in those colors is weird. Detroit AI. Yeah, that, that shit's weird, bro. I, I, it rubs me the wrong way, bro. I don't care for it at all. It doesn't do it for me. Scotty uh, Pippen with the Blazers. Nah. Kobe Bryant with the Hornets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those were good years. Those were good years. God, dude. Like, oh, my God. Imagine kick, like, imagine drafting worse than the – like, no one's ever drafted worse than the Hornets in, in any sport, ever. And you're probably right. That's that yeah, they didn't get Cody time. Zeller. <laughs> okay, W. <laughs> Outside of, I mean, Kemba Walker now Lamelo. I mean, who's gone? Yeah, Lamelo Ball's the biggest that, I mean, win they bad. Lamelo Ball's a huge win, but we'll see if it actually actually materializes. And Kemba was great, but he's not even there anymore. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. They've been so bad. I so mean, maybe bad. you could make an argument. Maybe Charlotte. Maybe the Hornets. I don't know. Maybe that's one of the that's more miserable one. fan bases. That's an underrated one. Yeah, that's an underrated one for it's sure. Because JP terrible drafting. So right. terrible. The Minnesota Timberwolves. You can make a lineup consisting of Steph Curry, CJ McCollum, and DeMarcus Cousins that are uh, based on solely picks that were picked directly after the Timberwolves pick. Ooh. And the thing is, too, it's like it's it's not like they didn't bring in decent talent, too. I mean, Cat was a good pick. Like, Wiggins was good. Levine was good. But it's, they're just not doing anything with it. I mean, wait, who was that? Like, Levine, Wiggins, Towns. Like, I remember, like, four oh, or yeah. five years ago. I was like, I mean, those are – I mean, but then again, they did not draft Wiggins. They traded yeah, for the him. Yeah, That's fair. And, that's um, fair. But, like, that was just a <laughs> – don't get me started on that trade. Every time I see Zach Levine – Drop forty. I'm like, wow. Oh. Imagine trading that guy for half a year of Jimmy Butler. That was so stupid. They traded dude. him, Dunn, and Markkinen for half a year of Jimmy Butler and Justin Patton to break his foot. And Markkinen's a solid piece too. Like Markkinen's, Markkinen's a, I would have loved to have. We needed a four that year, and he can. He's a stretch four, and instead we get Justin Patton when we already and had Cat. And then Chris Dunn will never be what I thought he had the potential to be, but he's still like a nice piece. He's a really, he's a good point guard. Good yeah, point guard. He's, de- he's definitely solid. Um, but dude, I'll tell you though, like in NBA two K twelve, that Timberwolves team ended up being really, 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 really good. Well, that's all that <laughs> matters. That, yeah, that's all that counts, right? <laughs> that's all that counts. And, I mean, um, Chris Dunn was an MVP um, when with the way he developed. Uh, oh, so, oh, Chris Dunn's a ninety five overall. Oh yeah, and. In NBA 2K12, by 2021, he's a four-time MVP. Without what are you question. talking about 2K12 for? I, oh, I think that was – I'm just in my head thinking of, like, when they would have all been young. Maybe like, it's 2014. 2016? I don't fucking know. It, who fucking cares? Okay, you're right, Andy. I'm a piece of shit. I'll put myself in timeout. Uh, everyone knows we're stalling until we talk about the Muskies anyway. So let's just talk about the Mustangs. Uh, I'm sorry, the Mustangs. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, should, we, should we change the name to Muskies? Or Musketeers? Should we change the name to Musketeers? Um, ooh, I, we'll, we'll, put we'll put okay. it up to a okay. vote. We'll put it up to a vote. Okay, we'll, we'll, stick, we'll stick Mustangs for now. Dude, I literally tweeted on the TBT account, like, should we change the Mustangs? and got multiple DMs. 
don't change your name to Mustangs. I'm like, come on. <laughs> like, shit was a joke, dude. Come on. I mean, no I'm one's going to fucking know memes. what the Mustangs are. It's like naming them the dump trucks. <laughs> right. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, might as well name the Bulldogs or some general bullshit. Uh, <laughs> basketball. Club. Go Thunder. Basket. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. It's such a stupid name. Um, okay, let's talk Xavier basketball, Xavier sports. Okay, so we talked to our boy on the flex here um, about Xavier Providence. Um, I think before we get into that, though, before we get into Xavier basketball and that whole uh, black hole that we're going to get into, Coop, the people want a Xavier base update. And uh, there's been a lot of action in the Xavier base front. I, I, need to, I need to catch up here. Yeah, so Xavier baseball opened their season uh, last week, played a doubleheader against Texas A&M on Saturday, um, which most of you probably don't know too much about college baseball. But anytime you play an SEC team, it's a, a really big deal. Their stadiums are big. They recruit at a high level. All the Southern teams are like, I mean, they have significant advantages over any Northern team. They can practice longer. They can use their outdoor facilities. Like it, it's a, it's a big difference. And uh, Xavier honestly was uh, probably not picked by many to really have much of a chance against A&M, but all they did was sweep the doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, the first game, they won a pretty high scoring affair, uh, 10 to six. The next game came back too, didn't it? Was, What's that? It was a comeback, too, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was kind of back and forth for a while, and then Xavier took the lead and held on to it. And then uh, the second game was a pitcher's duel, and it was Nick Zwak, who was the team's best pitcher last year. Um, he went five innings and no-hit baseball, and Xavier won two to nothing. Um, then Sunday they dropped the game, but still two and one to start the season. They play Friday. Uh, they start a series with Wofford in Spartanburg, South Carolina. So – um, off to a really good start, though. Uh, tough non-conference schedule. We're getting into Big East play, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to ask for a better start. I mean, obviously three and zero, but two and one can't complain against an SEC team at that. And and I know it, they didn't have many fans there. Texas A&M typically has one of the tougher fan environments. They have one of the most unique chants that really gets in a pitcher's head. Um, so and I honestly love that tradition that they have. So they didn't have to deal with that, but. Our pitchers stayed fairly solid throughout throughout the weekend. So it was very, very promising for a team that has their eyes on a Big East championship this year. So I think they uh, made a solid statement like, all right, we're coming for you. Fuck yeah, Mark Mondo. And I, I don't know if it was made the podcast or not, but when I talked to Billy O'Connor last week, he said that he thinks that this this team is going to be one of the better teams that they've ever had, like in program history. So even better he, than the Big East Championship year. I mean, he's pretty high on this team. It sounded like, like it I, looks like I, you know how for good reason too. Sometimes you talk to like maybe a player or a coach, and it kind of just seems like cliche that they're just saying it to say it. But I mean, he, I, you could tell just the way he was saying it. Like he really believes in this team, and he won two A ten championships as a player. So like. He knows what it's like to win. So, I, yeah, I think, it, I think it'll be a good team, though. Yeah, we look good. Um, ever since you said sweep, I've just been thinking about sweep the leg the entire time, and I don't know if I heard anything else. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's good stuff, dude. I think they look really, really good, man. It, it's huge to be on the come up, and it's good just to get to Mark Londo, uh, who's, who's the armchair uh, commissioner of the Big East. <laughs> Gotta love the armchairs. Armchair everything, baby. It's the new wave. 
Um, so back onto round ball. Well, a round ball was just a bigger round ball. Um, basketball, Xavier, Providence, Muskies, Mustangs, you know, insert superlatives here, whatever the hell. Uh, words, I don't even fucking care anymore. We're looking cake anyway, priests. So, yes, cake priests. Yeah, whatever. Just na- name your price, whatever. And uh, so we talk, we talk basketball with our boy, our boy Matt from, from the Flex. And uh, it was a lot of bullshit, a lot of basketball. And uh, yeah, an interview happened, guys. Wait, wait, what? You mean that we spoke to someone yeah, else? Did an interview. No one told me this. We hosted a, a, a virtual meeting where someone else came on and we discussed something with them and we recorded it. Man, we should get the we should get the listeners to that right now. <laughs> we should. Well, Don't make them wait any we should, longer. We should play a noise first. <laughs> oh, um, should it be an airplane noise? Oh uh, yeah, that works. Just type in like airplane an, noise free. Okay. Okay. No, yeah. a stampede. Yeah. A stampede. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> That's way better. <laughs> I'll put it in there. I was gonna say like a horse stampede for Mustangs, but. Meow is way better. <laughs> Don't need no meows. Cross between an airplane. Don't need no planes. <laughs> we need dump trucks. We need dump trucks. You gotta be a dump truck. Be a dump truck. <laughs> we don't need no meows. We don't need no planes. Right, get to the fucking interview. Truck. Let's go. Yeah. I thought we already did. <laughs> I thought you were gonna edit all this bullshit out. No. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> oh fuck. Meow. <laughs> What is up, everybody? We have got a treat for you. We got my favorite Providence podcast in the building, The Flex, my boy, Matt St. John, a.k.a. Matt Stainbrook. Matt, how we doing? I'm doing all right. I'm excited to be here. I've uh, followed you guys on Twitter for a while now, and now I actually get to make an impression and see the, the face behind the memes. It is good to have you, Matt. Uh, <laughs> it's funny your name's Matt, too. I was low-key like, calling him Matt as like, a joke about Matt Stainbrook, but it's actually your name, so uh, <laughs> I guess it works. Uh, joke's on you. Called you by your name, jackass. <laughs> you really got me there. I, I got him. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to recover. Um, no, I'm going to have Matt... to leave. I can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> right. So our Mustangs have a date with the Friars, and uh, we got into it on your podcast, but I, I, thought, you, I thought we had to do a home-and-home. Uh, just like we got to do with the Big East, man, doing the round robin. Of course. Uh, how are you feeling right now uh, going into tomorrow night, the nightcap, the 8 p.m., 9 p.m. game, whatever the heck it's going to be tomorrow night? I have no idea how to feel at this point. Like, I feel like I'm in an abusive relationship with the Friars where they just continuously get your hopes up and then knock you right back down. So I've learned to, at this point in the season, not have any expectations and just go with the flow. The Friars could come out and blow out Xavier by 30 points, and it wouldn't surprise me. The Friars could score 25 points on the game, and it wouldn't surprise me. We're just going to see what happens. I love the go-with-the-flow like- mentality. Like, you know what? We'll, we'll just see how it goes. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. It's we're, Friars we're like- basketball. <laughs> it's like, you just... I've been a fan of this team and watched them do some of those ridiculous stuff for the last five years, and it's like... You just at a certain point, you got to understand that they're just going to be inconsistent, and it's college basketball, you got to live with it. <laughs> you ride the wave, baby. You ride the wave. So, let me I, I've been wondering this like, what is the current like vibe in, in Friar Nation right now? Like, how are you guys feeling? Like, what's going on? Like, where are you at? It depends. Like, if, if you check Friar's Twitter or there's a there's a Scout Friar's forum, which is where all of the alumni like to hang out online. It's full-on panic, but 
that is full-on panic anytime the Friars are trailing in a game. So it's kind of hard to tell. You've got there's there's always the fire Ed Cooley crowd, and I was gonna ask as, about that. It's as loud as it's ever been. Um, I think most of Friartown is kind of in the well. This isn't what we wanted, but it's a COVID year, so we're just gonna kind of see what happens. Like we recognize things are getting worse, but we don't have any better options right now, so we'll stay with it. That's kind of crazy because Ed Cooley has been like one of like the darling coaches of the Big East, in my opinion. Like, he's one of those coaches that everyone normally only has good things to say. Um, so it's interesting to hear that from a Providence standpoint. Like, I, we're going to talk about the game here in just a second, but, like, I'm kind of interested in this story. Like, is it, like, long-term? Like, does Providence not love Ed Cooley as a head coach? Or, like, is his seat, like, actually legit hot? I don't think – I mean, I don't, I don't think his seat gets hot until, like, this team really starts falling apart. Like, they're not they're not going to, like, bottom out like DePaul. They're, they're nowhere near that. And Ed Cooley is really good at getting low-tier recruits to play really, really well. Sure. problem is like this past recruiting class wasn't very good the next one it's all three stars there's no top yeah. tier guys and they weren't really going after top tier guys and at the same time the last top tier guys they had are david duke and aj reeves who have been very good but a little bit underwhelming so i think I don't know, it's a transition period to kind of see what the next era is going to look like it's not all, the, the two best friars that have come through since we've had Ed Cooley are Chris Dunn, who Ed Cooley had a personal connection with for forever, and David Duke, who's from the city of Providence. So yeah. it, we have to see what it looks like when you don't have those guys. <laughs> That's true. And those kind of fell in your lap. But like the recruiting has been solid. Like I remember and like obviously he didn't pan out, but you got like Ashton Langford, like pretty high, like top 50 type of kid. You got yeah. uh, you got A.J. Reeves, who was like a top high 50 kid, obviously like you said, with David Duke. And then obviously, like, I mean, Nate Watson was a big recruit. I remember Xavier, like, yeah. really wanted Nate Watson. I mean, that's a pretty good, like, recruiting stretch right there. Um, and, and for the last couple of years, I've been waiting for it to break out, and it just hasn't for, for whatever reason. Yeah, and that's yeah, and that's that's how the mood is here. It just It's never yeah. breaking out, and it's basically a self-evaluation period of, is it the players we're getting? Are we recruiting? Like, are we not evaluating the right guys? Are we not getting the right transfers? Sure. Is it X's and O's? I think there's going to be, I think after this season, there's going to be a lot of looking back at what do we have to do to change things. I wouldn't be shocked to see changes on the coaching staff to guys that aren't Ed Cooley, shaking up some <clears> of the assistants. I don't know how much of that is fans wanting it and how much of it is actual genuine like speculation that this could happen. But I think a lot of people want to see some change, just not change at the top. Fair. My last Ed Cooley question, how, how many years do you think he has? Like, let's say he has a couple underwhelming. How many underwhelming years could he have? Like, how much leash does he have? I I'll, Honestly, it kind of depends on who else is out there. I mean, because sure. Ed Cooley is, like, such a great person. I, I mean, you see him around campus. He talks to everybody. He, uh, he actually, I've watched him personally roast people who wear gear from other schools on campus. He'll tell them, go put on Providence gear. <laughs> but he's, he's a great ambassador he's all for them. Yeah, he's yeah. a great ambassador for the brand. He loves the school, so he gets extra leash there. Anybody else that would come in would have to, to an extent, match that and provide upside as a coach. Sure. And the idea of finding somebody that can do that, that's willing to come to Providence, Rhode Island, and stay is yep. a lot. That's the question, right? I mean, like, when Mac left, like, obviously, Steele was the first candidate up, and it was just like there were other names thrown on, but, like, who's going to be better than that? You know, that's my thing with Providence. Who, yeah. who are you going to get, like, realistically, it's better than that cool? Yeah. And if you get somebody, they're probably going to go to the NBA or they're going to get picked by a bigger program after four sure. years. So well, yeah. the well, is nice. Wojo should be your top target. What was that? <laughs> Wojo should be your top target. 
Uh, sure. But he, he's he's in line for the Duke job, so <laughs> yeah, you gotta get him, yourself to get him there. Yeah, I mean he's he's doing his best imitation playing UNC now. <laughs> <laughs> out of the out of fucking no, we could they would play us with a play Marquette. I mean, it's an easy win right now. <laughs> I mean, they're doing their research. Like, this is a good time to play Marquette. They're doing their research. Fair How enough. How did Marquette beat Wisconsin earlier this year? I mean, Wisconsin's they're also bad. They're, still, they're, a I mean, they're, they're not bad. They're a they're fraud. A bad they're team. not bad. They're terrible. They're no, terrible. they can't score 55 points. <laughs> Who needs that is 55 one of the worst points? offensive teams I've ever seen. Who needs 55 Defense points? Defense wins championships. Can... Yes, they're the yeah. best charging team of all time, Andy Piccarillo. Fifty-five. Yeah, when you can we can play bad defense and take a charge and get rewarded for it. Mick and they have it. like cream-colored jerseys. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Mick Cronin would absolutely love to coach that Wisconsin team. Oh yeah, his top target was Brad Davidson. He'd be having a ball. Uh, my last question about this coaching thing, Matt, and then I'll shut up and let the boys ask questions. Right. Uh, do you ever hear? Do you guys ever hear Rick Pitino's name brought up? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. The, that forum I mentioned that's all like the alumni. Armchair coaches. Go, you can't go a thread without somebody throwing his name in. Andy, that's the only thing better than an armchair coach is an armchair athletic director. <laughs> armchair athletic directors, <laughs> god damn. We need like oh my god. Like so. there've been there have been people trying to say that Ed Cooley should be the athletic director and Rick Patino should be the head coach. <laughs> I love that. That's so awesome. Do it. Do a tandem. Be the first like two head coaches, <laughs> Cooley and Patino. <Yeah. laughs> that'd be that'd be daunting, bro. The double trouble, bro. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do the Jim and Michael co-managers for the college basketball team. <laughs> They'll be like stepbrothers, like they like they did like the co-interview. You know, you just have like Cooley like peek his head behind, like what up? <laughs> like, I'm here. We're we're coaching as a tandem. <laughs> I, I I can really picture that because you got like the the super nice guy in Ed Cullen and the sleazy um, Italian <laughs> yeah. mafia member in right. Rick Pitino. Oh, they could wear they'll they'll play off each other. This is like a buddy cop movie in the making. <laughs> Bro, I, all right. So now now we've got an idea. Like I'm actually gonna like start. I'm gonna write a letter to that. <laughs> Uh, who's going to lose his job, by the way, because it's going to be taken by Ed Cooley. But, like, here's what you do. Okay, like, Ed Cooley coaches the game normally. You put Patino in the freaking nasty fryer mascot suit. And then at halftime, you bring him out. He takes the thing off. The place goes nuts. And then you give him the microphone. He's like, I'm taking this bitch. And then it's him and Cooley, and then you guys just dominate. I'm telling you. If you, if you want to dominate, that's what you do. That's what you do. Or they could – what do you call it? Why back- not the athletic director? <laughs> back what do you call it? back with tom brady when he played at michigan they did this thing where they played one quarterback for the first quarter the other one for the yeah. second quarter and then picked the one that played better for the second half just do that with patino and cooley oh uh, I, I just watched a doc about that i forget the dude's name chris something he like flamed out in like double a's or something like that or for the yankees or something wild oh, drew, drew henson Drew Henson. Drew Henson. That's right, Drew Henson. And then Michigan wants to act like they're this big, like Tom Brady school. It's like you were benching him for a guy that played Double A baseball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If there's, if there's any, like, I'm a Providence fan, but they don't have football, so I'm a Michigan football fan. And that, my man, that's the only thing that is more frustrating than being a Friars basketball fan is trying to root for Michigan. <laughs> Coop is a massive Ohio State fan. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, at this point, I think nobody hates um, Michigan more than Michigan fans. I think we've won up to you on that with how the team has done recently. You know, I, I do see that stuff on Twitter. I see Michigan fans complaining about their own team and like saying, I don't know why I root for this team anymore. And as a Buckeye fan, that makes me 
just overwhelmed with joy. I love <laughs> yeah. seeing Michigan fans miserable while Ohio State just killing it in recruiting and like not looking back. <laughs> but yeah, I, the Harbaugh extension, I was so happy for. I was so bummed God. that the Michigan Ohio State game got canceled this year because I wanted to see Michigan get killed so they would actually make some you real changes. <laughs> you needed it. Like that, well, that would have been it, like if it if, keeps yeah. Harbaugh in Ann Arbor. I'm all for the game getting canceled. <laughs> That'd be like if UC had like extended McCronin. Like I would have lost my we mind. We would have had a parade. <laughs> I would have I I lost my mind, brother. I'd been so good. Even though Brandon's working out pretty well, too. Hey, Brandon's doing a phenomenal job there. <laughs> I'm, I like, I'm liking the job that's oh, going yeah. on down there. I'm signing off. I'm, I'm a CJB fan. We are we are stands for sure. Uh, we'll get back on topic a little bit, right. which is really really tough for us. Right. So, like speaking of um, people that shouldn't have jobs, yes. Who the fuck is Noah Horkler's barber? <laughs> he looks like Karate Kid. <laughs> I need to know. Like he is the ugliest motherfucker I've seen in a basketball jersey. Oh my god. <laughs> Easy, Andy. Who gave you the right to talk shit about barbers? <laughs> um, because you know, I I had the like I had the common sense of saying, "Hey, give me that pizza slice on the head on the side." Yes, sir. And I want the mohawk. Just like you know what? Give me a bowl cut and just just let it grow out. He is. I will tell you, Matt. He is a jarring player to watch because when's the last time? And and forgive me, I don't know Providence basketball before like 2012. Who, was there ever a white basketball player ever at Providence? And was it 1955? It's it's the bench war. Like we've had, okay. we've had like 13 black guys and two white guys that ride the bench like the entire time yes. I was at the school. And it's like a super like long slow blonde dude. He's <laughs> like oh really God. pale with a headband, bro. It's weird. And occasionally has that like blonde mustache. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Kunkel. <laughs> Kunkel oh, was terrible. Are horrible. Oh, white guy mustache. Come with the stash and the leg tat. You're not like Ron Swanson. Oh. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, Don't do it. <laughs> Who approved that? Oh, oh my God. big wolf. Those northern okay, Kentucky Matt, here's white my, guys. Right, here's my man. next question for you. Uh, <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> Dump truck background having us. Uh, Matt, here's my next <laughs> question. I'm sure this is exactly what you signed up for. I'm sure this is, this is all this. that you wanted, I'm sure. Who is your favorite? Who's your favorite deep cut? Providence player, and why is it Emmett Holt? Why is it Emmett Holt? I mean, it obviously has to be Emmett Holt. How the fuck did you hear that? <laughs> was my was my was my? It was, it was terrible. You was cut out in the middle of that, but I Providence heard player? I heard Emmett Holt in there. That's all I needed. I just I love him, but who's your funniest like r- random Providence player of all time? Your favorite random funny Providence? Oh player? man, oh man. I mean, Tom Planick. Is it go what he's walk on like big white guy who only played at the end of games and they put him in at one point in the URI game to run the press <laughs> and he played I, we were talking about this on our show yeah just the last time and he they brought him in to ran, run the press and he played like one minute and forced one turnover that was the only thing he did on the stat sheet and he was just a legend <laughs> I'll, I'll give another one Isaiah Jackson I don't know if you remember him okay. He is a just a strange person, um, <laughs> very strange person, and just the dude can't dribble. Isn't a very good rebounder. Is not the best passer, but would inexplicably <laughs> have these just random, really good games. 
Fair enough. What's yeah. the weirdest thing you've ever seen in a Providence game? Oh, man. <sighs> are there any, like, of... Providence legends that are really weird? Like, just traditions or weird stuff? Well, I don't know. Other... It's the, the, When it comes to the weirdest thing, we had, uh, you know, it's kind of a tradition. It's not the fans, but the Dunkin' Donut Center doesn't have good AC. So, on days when <laughs> it's warm, it's above an ice rink. It's like a, it's an, a basketball oh, and hockey man. rink. So we've had a number of games that are like slippery floor games. So we played Marquette one time and the floor was super slippery. They, they kept having to stop the game and Friars were down by, I don't know, tw- I don't remember how maybe like six points, 10 points late and pulled off this random comeback. There were all these like random turnovers because Marquette players <laughs> kept slipping and losing the ball. And that was, <laughs> an David, I think it was David Duke and AJ Reeves were both at the game and the fan section started throwing chairs and just breaking chairs of the student section. It was just, I had no idea why. And it's like, like there's like the Friar fanatics, which I was in like the student fan group. Sure. And like, that's like the hardcore fans that were at every game. And like, we didn't recognize any of the people that were doing this. It was just like randos that showed up at the game and started breaking stuff. And then David Duke put on his Snapchat story after the game, a video of that. And the caption was just PC is stupid lit. And I've never felt more confident about us getting a recruit in my life. <laughs> and then it, ha- it happened again the next year against Seton Hall. They had to postpone the game and play the last 11 minutes on campus. That's insane. <laughs> I feel like that's probably one of those uh, old B-dubs commercials where they're like pulling levers to force overtime and stuff. So people oh, felt can stay like at B-dubs longer. It was, <laughs> it was it. a fix. So David Duke goes to Providence. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it was. And so like the key is just to break shit. And look yeah. stupid lit. Yes. And then you That's... land recruits. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I've got I've got one other story that I think you guys will like because it involves JP Makura. Oh boy. The, Hit me. Got my me. one of my friends, I was it was this is our freshman year. He uh he made a sign that was just the picture of the the news when Makura got arrested (laughs) and it had all of the charges on it and the thing was massive and he stood in the front row and held it for the whole game and pre-game he just basically straight up walked up to Makura and held it in front of his face I think he just laughed yeah who who won the game I don't remember this was this would have been 2016 2017 that is going back so it really depends on what what which one of our games was home first because that that was the year that was the year where we had um, a six-game losing streak. So I'm sure if we played at Providence during that si- that during that strand, then um, yeah. you guys would have won that game. I know yeah, we, had that. We finished on yeah. a six-game winning streak too. Yeah, no, it was it was during our six-game winning streak and during your six-game losing streak. The Friars won that one. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was thinking, I didn't know if it was that one where Makura. It was like a minute left at Providence, and uh, like the first pass with like thirty seconds on the shot clock was Makura, and back one of the timeout with like a minute left, Makura just yacked it and drained. Heat check. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hated Classic playing against goal. him. I hated <laughs> he playing was, against him. He's a maniac, bro. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely a, crazy. He's, on the court, he's like an actual psychopath. Like you don't. I mean, touch apparently him. off the court too, at least in bars. <laughs> He, he likes to party. He likes he, to party. He made some 20-year-old mistakes. <laughs> who didn't? Who didn't? Who, who hasn't went the dick out in a bar? Like Who's, who's no, still not fair. making 20 mistakes? All it's right. legal I'm, in Kentucky. <laughs> if your cousin's What around. isn't? True. Good, good question. Another question I have for Providence fans, and I think this especially hits you guys. 
everyone else in the conference. Let's talk UConn. What do you got? What were you, what were your guys' thoughts when they got added to the league? Like, what's Providence? What's Nation? What's the what's the words that I'm gonna say that are correct? How do you <laughs> I mean, Providence fans hate UConn. I think more than any other team in the Big East. No I doubt. Mean, it's just, and they're they're right in our backyard. So I mean, yep. Providence UConn always fighting for recruits, and they. I mean, the Friars kind of had their number at points. In the old Big East, they, you have ranked UConn come to Providence and lose a couple times. And we tried mm. to schedule them a couple times in non-conference play once they left the Big East, and they weren't having any of that. So mm. there was kind of this, sorry, they think they're better than us. They think they're too good for us, and they can run <laughs> away, and now they're going to come crawling back. Yeah. They definitely have that mentality. Like <laughs> UConn fans are the worst. <laughs> They just, you know, the team will get hyped up in the offseason and they'll root for UConn all season long and then they'll fall apart at some point and then they switch over to women's basketball and pretend like they cared the whole time. That's what's funny, bro. Like, like on it, and then they like they'll get in my shit when like obviously like UConn's gonna beat Xavier ninety nine to forty. I don't care at all. Like, could not care. <laughs> and like my mentions are just like blowing up about women's basketball. I'm like, my dude. <laughs> I literally said Xavier plus thirty five is a lock. Of course it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's insane, dude. Yeah, like literally they could like take a shit and like pull it out of the toilet and smell it. Like, that smells pretty good. Like, they just, like, their shit does not stink, dude. It's wild. Yeah. They think they're just, like, God's gift to basketball. It's, it's yeah, nuts. It's crazy. Dude, what I love <laughs> about the – I do love their trolling. I love, like oh, – because a lot of them are funny, really funny as shit. But then, like, if they actually believe some of the shit they say, like, then they might, then they might have problems. They believe it. I, That's the, I, I live in Connecticut. Yeah. I deal with this. <laughs> they believe it. <laughs> That shit's insane, dude. I love it. Hey, let's talk about this game real quick. Um, we talked about it a little bit on the podcast and everything like that. Like, what's what's your vibe like going into the game? What do you think? Did you already ask this? I don't know. You did, but I'll give my answer again. <laughs> no, like, yeah, I was maybe. Playing back. I mean, I was, yeah. I was copying and edit back in there. Yeah, whichever one's better, you know, take that one. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just, well, I mean, it's, we'll see what happens. That's that's really all I got. <laughs> I have a question. All right, so um, I have no connection to the coaching staff whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I don't have a family friend who's a grad assistant. Okay. Um, what if Providence needs a bucket? What are the top five plays they run? I there's plays. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know you what guys the make run- shots offense? The what? <laughs> the make shots offense? No. No, we haven't. We we don't we don't know what making shots is. Oh, okay. All right. So it's a, it's a key to victory. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is like this is that meme from uh, Weird Miller. It's like you guys are running. Plays? You guys are getting paid. <laughs> who's who's running plays? <laughs> you guys are getting paid? Yeah, absolutely not. But it's just wild because both teams are playing like abs. You guys have a team. <laughs> both teams are playing like absolute dog shit right now it's gonna be in my opinion a slop fest wednesday night yeah. slop i was just i before this i was writing like my preview article for big east coast bias and i'm just like running through the two teams and it's like they're just like a carbon copy of each other in so many ways like you both have the like there's Fremantle and watson the two big guys and you got scruggs against duke and uh Nate that's Johnson the match i'm really AJ looking Reeves. forward to because it's good. gonna be even yeah um because in my opinion Fremantle can't even they can't stop Watson at all. No, 
No, so and I, and Watson proved that in the first matchup when he scored like twelve straight points and it was easy as fuck. Yeah. Um. So, I'm not really looking forward to that matchup. I'm never looking no. forward to watching the best player in the NIT. Nate's and... TikTok's gonna be good after the game, bro. Nate's TikTok's gonna be something you're gonna want to see after the game, bro. I'm telling you. Who is he the best TikToker in the Big East? Uh, show me somebody better. I. I... <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Good call. Good call. <laughs> Yeah, that that May matchup's not going to be fun. It, it's just it's going to come down to who runs that offense. I mean, who's running the May shots offense? I think it's going to be a major key. If only we could get Kyron Cartwright back for this one. That for sure. All right, let's let's go let's go on Horkler watch here. Uh, eight and a half. We're taking the over or the under. Is this for points, rebounds, or times that he drops his headband? <laughs> <laughs> Is he he's a headband dropper? The the last game, like the first play of the game, it immediately came off and went flying. I love it, dude. I swear I've seen him with him without it multiple times. Yeah, it'll just come off while he's on the floor. That's awesome, dude. We need to do something if it falls off tomorrow. That'd be awesome. Just a drink. drink. Take a shot every time Noah Horkler loses his Yeah, bro. Oh, I'm super down for that, dude. That's hilarious. It's official. I'm going to the bar now. I have to. Come on, baby. Come on. No, if he goes off tomorrow, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Especially after all this. Like, if Horkler's the one that gets, like, four, five, six threes tomorrow, I'm going to lose my mind. He's he's averaging, like, ten points a game recently. He's actually, yeah, he's actually, he's actually well. looking good. Yeah. Like I've been talking so much yeah, shit about him. He's been solid. <laughs> but he's, he's actually low-key been good. He's like the poor man's Fremantle that plays the four instead of the five. And, and plays defense? No. Oh, okay. Then he is the poor man's okay. Fremantle. Yeah. <laughs> He hits some three. He's a he's a rebounding beast. He had like twelve rebounds in one of our games a couple couple games ago, which you'd never expect from him if you look really? at him. But yeah, I don't know. He, he looks like he looks rough and tough to me, uh, <laughs> j- just the way I see it. He looks real tough. Um, what are what's your prediction? And we talked about it yesterday. Uh, who, who ends up winning this game? I'm picking Xavier because I have no faith in the Friars at this point. I think the Friars will show up. I think it'll be close, but you broke them, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now, Xavier is just more talented. Even though you guys are playing rough, like if you guys play like you did against UConn when you lost to him, you'll beat us. So, when we when we just gave up wide open threes to a guy that's given that's hit six already, yeah, we well, don't have a guy that can yeah, hit those, he, so you're good. He, he just said the Friars don't play the make shots offense, they're not even aware of its existence. So, yeah, yeah. that is true. Don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Now, do, do you guys run the rebound miss shots defense? Um, sometimes. Yeah. Like a little bit. <laughs> so much nuance out here on this podcast, man. So much nuance. Legitimate basketball analysis. That's why they come to the Roll Stang podcast. <laughs> Dude, I would die if we got an alternative mascot and it was a fucking Mustang. That would to be lose now. my mind. That would be so funny, dude. Oh, I'm, I'm here. That's what the stuff, all for one fund should be funding right now. Literally. All the money. It's going to be a good place. The Friars have two mascots right now. I don't see why you guys can't have two. Yeah, one of them's cake. And what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, one of them's made of cake. Yeah, the one that has this face. (laughs) (laughs) The creepiest mascot in the nation. What's up with the dog? Yeah, that's the. Why do you guys have a dog? We used to, I think back in like the 40s, we used to have an actual Dalmatian as our mascot, like an actual dog. And then a couple of years ago, they're like, we're just going to add a second mascot. We're just going to bring this guy in a dog costume out. We're just going to have both of them doing stuff. 
what's the most likable animal we can think of to counteract this creepy friar that we have running around every game in a big old skirt? Dude, that's a weird mascot, man. Yeah. That's a weird mascot. All right, my favorite picture of all time, and then I'll shut up, and then you can let me go. What is like the funniest picture I think I've ever seen in all the Big East is like there's a cheerleader holding up the friar, just looking up that skirt, and I just am not envious of what she's looking at. Like that had to scar her for life. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be there. <laughs> Can't be a good time. As a kid who went to Catholic school, I can feel her pain. Yeah. Oh, a Catholic school kid here too. I know exactly. Oof, Coop, we got the crazies, bro. <laughs> we got the crazies. Yeah. Luckily, I don't, yeah. I'm public schooled. I don't know too yep. much about that. <laughs> Nobody knows the trouble these two have seen, bro. That's, that's for a whole other day. That's for a whole other day. <laughs> yeah, that's for my therapist. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we can talk my, about for that, my therapist like, and my bottle of whiskey. Yep. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, that's our next therapy couch episode right there. I've been on the therapy couch like three times. <laughs> <laughs> Only 97 to go. <laughs> Matt, bro, appreciate you coming on, man. Anything else you want to talk about? Like, what, anything else that's on your mind before the game or anything like that? Um, I mean, I it is kind of notable how different things are from last season when these two teams played at the end of the year. That was like the big game for the Friars with Lawan Pipkins hitting the shot at the end, and yeah, now, yeah, Big East not looking so hot at the moment. It's a mess. It's it's kind of a down year for the conference. I mean, we're still. Uh, we're still the top five in average net, and that's with teams like DePaul and Butler really weighing it down. So overall, it's been a pretty pretty good year for the conference. But it's still like good. I just think we expect it to be a little better. Yeah, we did. I, I feel like we expect to be an all-out dogfight. We expect the Marquette to be better. Did expect yeah. a little more from the Friars, but like this year, like I really don't think that can reflect. Yeah. Um, like how good the teams were. You look like after the top two, it's like Seton Hall who brought in Bryce Aiken as their big guy who's done nothing. UConn with James Booknight who's been hurt. You guys have been sidelined for like half the season. And the Friars have been sure. injured and inconsistent. And then whatever Wojo is doing off of Milwaukee. Like every team I in the middle that was, that was like thing. upside. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, like you said, I mean, I think that was the big storyline coming into the year was who's going to be that third team. And really no one's kind of taken it and run with it. You know, it's kind of been Nova and Creighton and everybody else. It's, it's still been with the third spot. It's still been like most teams can beat anybody. Like I feel like outside of um, Georgetown, DePaul, and Butler. Like, well, honestly, dude, everyone Georgetown. is beating everybody. Georgetown, Georgetown beat Creighton. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm including St. John's in the team that can beat any can that can beat anybody because they have. Yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying though, but so is Georgetown. But I, I hear what you're saying. I know what you mean. There's there's definitely tears to it. For DePaul sure. did win at Marquette this year too. Which is just <laughs> That's what? just it's Marquette though. Like, <laughs> like I think they have a, I think they have like, a worse record at home than they do on the road this year. Like at least in conference. <laughs> oh, Mark, Man, never change. Just Marquette, slapping never his own change. floor. He can't. He can't defend it. <laughs> Never change. Like, I posted that picture, bro, and got, like, Marquette. Like, I posted that picture of MJ with the Henny bottle, just, like, like licking his lips, like, about to go play Marquette. And, every, and like, I got, like, two Marquette fans, like, in my DMs, like, yeah, keep that same energy, bro. I'm like, dude, you guys do it year in and year out. Like, I will bury you in that energy. Like, what are you talking about? You're Marquette. Like, how, how can you possibly feel good about the end of the season? Get out of here. How many, how many did they lose in a row to end last season? They were like a solid NCAA tournament team. They lost like six oh. in a row to finish. 
that's what sucks, dude. Like, I remember that one year with the Housers. Like, we got them early in Big East play, and they just went off. Like, made ridiculous shots all game long. And then just fizzled out and were absolutely garbage. I think that was when they got destroyed by uh, by John Morant in the first round. Like, they're just such a waste of space, dude. And when they're good, they're only fake good. You know, they're actually – it's not actually you – know, it, it was really you know, just Marcus Howard. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they had some dudes, and that's what's weird, too. They've had so much talent. Like, that roster was loaded. Yeah. But they, had, they had Marcus Howard and Andrew Rousey at the same time. Oh, that's sure. true. And, and, scorers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they've had some dudes come out of there, but they're just a waste of space. But I love it. It's funny, though. So, like, like there'll be a team that could sneak up on anybody and then just lose to the ball at home. Like, they're just that, – that's Marquette. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. It's Marquette, UConn, and Villanova. They're, they're the heels of the conference. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Um, but it has been fun. The UConn stuff's been fun. been fun to root against them. And, and humble UConn 2021 is a full go, for sure. Hey, but Matt, man, we appreciate you coming on and being down for the BS, man. It was a blast. Yeah, I love coming on. Love what you guys do over here. It's, it's always a good time. Oh, some fun literally, with it. literally always, man. Definitely letting it loose. Uh, Andy, you look like you got something over there. I was about to say, I mean, we always love jacking around with some uh, Big East foes, <laughs> Big East brethren, and we always wish each other good sex. Amen. <laughs> and one last thing you wanna, you wanna, you wanna we gotta add this Friar I hardly know her I hardly know her <laughs> good call Cube. good call anything you wanna plug Brody uh, yeah just uh, make sure go over to Twitter follow us at the Flex Hoops that's our podcast um, I'll plug my personal stuff I'm at Matt St. Dream M-A-T-T-S-T-D-R-E-A-M on Twitter and I've got all kinds of Friars content, and I do all kinds of random sports stuff. And I don't know. I'm, I, I retweet a lot of things. I'm a wild Twitter account to follow, but <laughs> go follow me and check it out. Your, your own Joe Laughlin, who just hired an intern. Uh, <laughs> scoff here. Uh, it did say that he looks like Seth Rogen with a dog he got high as hell. So definitely be sure yeah. to give that a look. Yeah, I, that might have to be the new <laughs> Twitter bio for me. I'll take out yeah, all the important stuff and just put that. <laughs> That's a win, bro. Appreciate you coming on, man. Hope you have a great one, and uh, we look forward to tomorrow, kind of. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks, man. Dude, Matt's fun, man. I mean, say what you will about those Friars guys. He was fun. That was a good we, time. We found a gem of them. Like, there, there is yeah. a diamond in the rough. <laughs> yeah, definitely the contrast is helped by the uh, the lower denominator of that fan base, for sure. That is... <laughs> but it's good to know they're not all. Like, they, they got some cool ones. Oh, no question. That was fun, dude. It's just, it's fun because their podcast is definitely way more like basketball centric and you go on and like, I'm used to our bullshit. And then they, they go on, like actually ask questions about the real sport. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like, it's like, you know, SpongeBob when he's like trying to figure out his name. It's like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't have any actual knowledge up here. I'm just bullshitting. Uh, so a player on the left. Yeah. Right. Make shots, offense, uh, Mustangs. I mean, that's about all I got. Um, but, uh, but that was, that was definitely fun. <laughs> Definitely fun to have him on our home court for sure. I mean, we're not going to be slipping around over here on an ice hockey rink. People like that. That's why people love coming on to coming on to ours. They know that they don't have to talk about serious basketball the entire time. <laughs> there is <laughs> to talk about there, serious anything. We can talk about uh, um, players' mustaches and firing barbers. There's and, no I mean, more. Our, yeah. our slogan is we don't kink shame. That has nothing to do with sports. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess podcast where we don't kink shame. Yeah, we don't. 
since 2021. Uh, no doubt. It's definitely a, a staple of ours. Um, boys, Xavier basketball, uh, we won this time. Uh, so the, what, what happened to the state the same is we looked bad, but what happened was different is we won. So I'll take it. So what looked better was our defensive rotations were more on the same page. And um, Butler is a team that if you do leave them open, they are probably going to hit it. So we limited that. We limited their runs. Uh, so overall, I feel like we played much, much better, even though it was against a much, much worse. Oh. Opponent. Yeah. Oof. Butler. I mean, Oof. there's, I mean, if you had to pick one thing, it's like, okay, what is Butler's like, what, what's the best part about their team? TikTok. Honestly, what, <laughs> is that it i mean i don't know i mean i was trying to find something i'm like okay well they've got to be better than most at this or this or this and it's like really no this is just they're not they're not they're a bad team. nothing dude they are a bad now miles like miles tate i like watching them. yeah and that's with their three best players who they didn't have they did not have their three like three of their that's best fair. players so that that we fair. played a bad basketball and then that young kid chuck harris is okay too so <laughs> Bad. So, like, we, we can't emphasize that enough. That was a bad basketball team we played on Sunday night. But, like, as far and as, we like, little too, oh. little too much. And, like, but def- defensively, I look, think we looked a little more on the same page. So, I'm a little more confident going into a game against the cake-looking priests. Um, but we got we to gotta start making some shots, man. We got to start running that make shots offense again. That, too. But it's just the effort as a whole is just – bad but we just do not look good it was a little bit better and, and if we weren't playing providence i'd feel really, really bad but providence looks like shit too uh, but we're just not playing good ball right now man like we just not, do not, not look really like good basketball page. uh i know kunk and johnson are having to the two biggest cold spells we've seen them go through yep um and really paul looked real bad on sunday yeah, paul had a rough you, night we cannot have him play that play like that. we need mean mug scruggs it's it's late February, like you're a senior. It's it's time to get it going, man. Right, I understand. Like it was our third. It was the first time we played three straight games in six weeks. So like I get that, but like he, there's some times where he's just making some bad decisions, and we can't have that out of yeah. our senior guy. He yeah, just had I a mean, hard time dribbling. Yeah, he, I mean, he still had what like six assists, I think. But yeah, I mean, I think he only made. Didn't he only make one shot? The whole game, Something like that. Made the like, first shot of the game, or first or yeah. second shot of the game, and yeah, that was pretty much it. And he like he was taking himself out again, like bad bad foul call, or yeah, oh like he had bad reach ins, and he just took horrible. himself out. It was like sophomore scrubs again. We cannot have that. that and then that's we, yeah, be I dead mean, gone, dude. Yeah. Looking at the stats right here, I mean, yeah, Paul Scruggs two points and Nate Johnson four points. I mean, going into the game, if you said they combined for six points, you think it was? I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's not a good look. I mean, other guys stepped up, like uh, yeah, Colby Jones guy is a named dog. Daniel Ramsey. He's a dog. Yeah, Colby Jones is a dump truck. He's definitely not a meow. He's not an airplane. Uh, and also, too, I mean, I think the most underrated player in the game was Duan Odom. I thought Duan Odom played a fantastic game. I thought he was. Oh awesome. yeah, he didn't. Like, he didn't even like light up the stat sheet, but like his, he was explosive as hell in the fast break. He had some damn good passes, and he, he played pretty solid defense. He just did everything well. I mean, yeah. he he went he didn't blow you away, but he helped you on both sides of the court all game long. I mean, he did nothing but good things for Xavier all game long. 
And having Odom and uh, Colby Jones as your future, I mean, that's that's hard to complain about. Yeah. That's gonna you, be can't, you can't sleep on Wilcher either because well, yeah. he doesn't make a huge impact this year, which we didn't expect him to. But that kid's got some – that kid's got a ceiling. He's got juice. Oh, yeah. And that's one thing I think we got to keep in, in perspective here is how young this team is. I, I know we've got Scruggs and yeah. then, like, grad transfers and stuff. But, like, this is a young team. I was also told that Travis Steele can't recruit. Well, that's fair, obviously, Andy. I mean, come on. I mean, dude, they've got the armchair for a reason. Like, come on. You think you can just get an armchair wherever you want? Andy, come on. You can't go to any Ikea and get one. No, you can't. So, I mean, respect the chair, Andy. That's what you need to do. Um, And then, obviously, the Kiki drama. I could give a shit about the Kiki drama anymore. I I don't care to talk about it at all. Uh, I just don't think it's worth discussing, unless you guys want to talk about it. I, think I do is, want to add one thing about Kiki. Andy, you can go you, first. You go, you go. Um, so Travis Steele kind of touched on it a little bit in his radio show, and Adam Baum wrote an article about it. But he's kind of saying the effort has been there, and as long as he puts in the effort, especially on the defensive side of the ball, he's going to find his way on the court. And, I mean, over the last, I don't know, two or three games, the minutes have kind of gone up. I mean, obviously going up from zero is – inevitable yeah, but a little bit of improvement. I mean I mean he played I, I think just the final few minutes of the first half I don't think he saw any second half action but Didn't. um he had five points and two rebounds but I mean just watching him just the body language and stuff like that I mean he was hyped up after Ramsey slam like I saw him smile so there was that, <laughs> that, that that's hyped um, up for Tiki yeah and I mean he seemed to at least be putting effort in but I mean I think I'm a bigger Kiki fan than most, but um, so I'd like to see him on the floor. But um, I don't know. I think it's too soon to give up on him. See, I, I don't think anybody's giving Good up question. on him. Um, I people were like, what I'm trying to do is get people to understand why he's not on the floor. Like, so I'm not saying like he should be on the floor, but here's here's why. We have three guys who shown that they can do just about everything Kiki can do, and more. I mean, we got Dwan Odom, C.J. Wilcher, and Adam Kunkel. Like, um, while Adam Kunkel's not a great defender, he's at least in the right spots. He knows where he needs to be, and he's not going to leave his teammates out to dry. There are times where um, Kiki is scrambling around trying to find who the fuck he's guarding, and it, it happened on Sunday, too, where, like, he had no idea where the fuck he was supposed to, and his man ended up getting a wide-open three. And the, so – and defenses – a, like defense is a thing where you cannot disguise anybody. If there's one weak link, they're just going to keep attacking it. So you need you can you can disguise people on offense like we do Jason Carter sometimes, but you cannot disguise people on defense. And that's where Kiki runs into trouble. Is there are times where even though effort might be there, because I really think he was engaged and like working yep. hard on Sunday, but there were times where he was just lost, and you can't have that. Yep. So yep. that's why. Out. That, that is why Kiki didn't find minutes in the second half, even though he provided a really good spark in the first half. I mean, because, I mean, Adam Baum mentioned in that article that Kiki made a good hustle play that led to Ram- Rambo's moment. But there were yeah. also the moments where Kiki was completely lost, and then he also let – he grabbed two rebounds, which are as much as, as some other guards. Like, he's, he's going after it, which I love seeing, and I think that's going to get him some more minutes throughout the um, uh, these last few games but he also let three rebounds go right through his hand. 
So it's a big trust thing. So like where after watch, after watching the um, film, like Rick posted a really good clip about it, M- made some really solid comments. But it's a big trust thing with Steel. Of um, like you don't know whether he's gonna know where he's supposed to be on defense, and you don't know what when, whether he's gonna secure that rebound and not give the the opposition right. an extra shot. Which is surprising too, dude, because I mean he had a whole year up on all these young dudes. A whole year of learning the system and, and engaging and, and you know getting into the in the system and everything. Like that's huge, man, that you let these sophomores come and take that spot. And with and especially how talented he is. And if you rewind to last year, Travis Steele was asked who the best pure shooter was on the entire team. And granted they didn't have like Nate Johnson, they right. didn't have Colby Jones, whatever, but uh, he's without hesitation said Kiki and yep. obviously he wasn't starting then either but I mean it was but he, was, he was like he, he was, was getting a, a lot he was getting a lot of stock up though like I mean like in conference play I mean there was a stretch there where he was I mean there was some kind of stat where like in our wins Kiki was averaging like 10 11 points a game or something like that he was here um, for he, us last year he was oh, massive yeah. so it's been it's just been strange I just would never have expected that going into the season I think part of that is is just a, a testament to how good the freshman class is and also how good the transfers are but to me the biggest reason he's not playing is because Kunkel got his waiver and the NCAA just said hey anyone can yeah, play 100% that's why and you, you already have Kunkel who's older he is just as good of a pure shooter as Kiki is um, Kiki's shooting better percentage wise but you also I think Kiki's really a better shooter him. but I think Kiki's a better shooter, but but with Steel, I hear what you're saying, though, but, like, Kunkel's still a great shooter. I think Kiki's the best shooter on the team and the best scorer, without question, on the team. But, like you said, it's 100% that trust thing with Steele. And, like, you watch it, and I see it, you know what I mean? Right from my armchair, you know what I mean? I'm just like, bro, like, what – like, are you even paying attention? Like, where are you? Like, what are you thinking about? Like, is there a monkey, like, clapping symbols in your head? Like, what are you doing, you know? What what, what are you thinking about? Like, because he's just, like – it just looks like the information is just coming at him way too quick, you know? And, like, pe- people learn different ways. Um, and, like, some people do have trouble grasping a, grasping a system. And this is a bit of a different system than, we, than we've seen the past couple of years. Like, yeah. Um, like, yeah, we could play fast and we could play slow, whereas the past two years we've had to play slow. And, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a – his mental – I feel like his mentality is my role on this team is to get – get buckets and bunches be a microwave score get um like quick like get a get a bunch of uh hit hit a bunch of shots yeah. in a short amount of time and just light up like be that <laughs> big spark plug yeah are the words coming out yet <laughs> but but the thing is though like if you're getting two minutes at a time you can play hard on defense too you know what i mean like that is true out of energy well, like, and you can yeah like like, like adam bond said when he came on with us was we're not looking for Kiki to make a bunch of plays. We're making, looking for him to make the right plays. And, yeah. like, that, that was just absolutely perfect um, for Adam. not to right be there. in no man's land. Like, he just gets caught. Like you said, like that one – I know exactly what you're talking about. I feel like he was on, like, the left wing or whatever. And, like, he yep. was just gone. Like, he's just – where the fuck are you, bro? Like, it's in, like – like, you've ever seen that play, like, JaVale McGee? Like, the whole play is going on the other side of the court. JaVale McGee's, like, sprinting in, like – halfway through the shot clock like where the fuck have you been you know what I mean like Kiki's just out there dude. sometimes I, I, I do think he's trying though and I do think there were periods of the season where he was I'm not gonna say he wasn't trying but like he was kind of just out of it he's like a little mentally. disengaged I, I think, he looks more engaged now. yeah I do think he's trying for sure I, I'm not so saying like, that I, just, I do see more minutes for Kiki in the future 
Especially yeah. like if we do run into a situation where, uh, like, where we we have someone else get COVID, like another guard get COVID. I mean, the more minutes that Kiki gets, the higher the chances that he's just going to heat up, and that that can happen very quickly. And I think if he if he, if he gets even even an extra two or three or four minutes a game on average, the chances of him having a heat up moment it rise exponentially. You know, because well, like, he's, he's a volume scored. Like that's what he is. No one, no one on the roster can heat up like that. And we've got dudes that can heat up. He can heat up in a fucking hurry, dude. Uh, Which so is scary he, for anybody that uh, if he starts getting a clicking on defense, scary for call. any opponent uh, having him I, on the floor more. Absolutely, and and it's all love, man. Like no one's trying to bash the kid. It's just kind of about what it would take to get on the court more. But anyway, and then also too, I mean, this stuck out to me, and I hear everyone saying like, you know, well, no one else is rebounding, blah blah blah, and I kind of hear that. I I didn't see anyone bring like ridiculous intensity in that game other than Colby Jones. I mean, he was just all over the court and Juan Odom. But like, I just felt like every time like we needed a rebound or we needed a loose ball, or like we needed to make a play offense or defense, Colby was there. Yeah. You know I mean, Colby's a ball hawk, dude. He like, he made so many big plays where it was like tipping a ball on defense, tracking down a loose ball, like actually like physically grabbing the ball and bringing down that so we could have more than the other team. Like he was doing, all that shit, bro. Colby was awesome in every fact. I swear he he teleports. Dude, he's, he's fucking he's everywhere. Just, he just knows where to be, bro. Like he's just got great awareness. And like for a freshman, like Julie was saying this, and I agreed, like he'd be pretty savvy for like a junior. You know, if you had him, you'd be like, man, that's a pretty savvy player, you know, like regardless of class. The fact that he's a freshman is just insane. And then, dude, if he had yammed that one, like the one that he brought, like that just would have been the craziest game by a freshman in a while. Like, you know that one he brought straight down Broadway oh, yeah. and tried oh, yeah. to jam that thing and almost got it. Like, I think it just got the – I jumped up and down the and way. then got oh. all disappointed. I thought he oh, had it. Oh, my goodness, dude. That kid – and then those – that's just something to me about those wings, bro. Like, if you're a legit, like, six, 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 seven, uh, and you have that potential, like, it's just through the roof, bro. Like, they can – he can just do so much on the court. And then the big moment, obviously, was Rambo. I mean, I Love think – Love the guy. Love I think there's something to be said about that energy. Like, and, and, and I'm not like overreacting about all that kind of shit, but the energy was big, dude. Like, and we needed it because that's, what's been surprising to me is the lack of energy in these complete sense of urgency games where we like, we need wins, bro. I think we're one loss away from being literally a 50, 50 ball. For the NCAA tournament. And like, I'm I think we need to win three out of the next five. Yeah. And I'm just not seeing the urgency safe. that I would expect. Um, from a team that's back against the wall after two NIT seasons. That's just me. But, like, Rambo helped stoke that energy fire a shit ton. He was it, awesome. It was in a point where, like, Butler had just gone on a little bit of a run. And right. we needed to get, like, and we needed that that spark, which Rambo and Kiki did a phenomenal job of giving us. Like, And it was two, two of the most unlikely suspects, Rambo and Kiki, two guys that we have not seen any of this year and that was just an unbelievably cool moment for Ramsey and and not only like the dunk but just to double down because like he made that shot where he got like the the most like god-given role of all time and I was like oh man that's cool like Ramsey had his moment and then I blink and I turn around and he's just open court just yamming an and one and I'm like holy shit bro guy with knee knee injuries he was kind of explosive there because he got he moved he ran the floor pretty quickly he got, and I knew he had it in him just from, like, watching his mixtapes. And I follow the recruiting stuff, I think, closer than most. Um, so I knew he had it in him. But, like, man, in my head, I was just thinking, like, dude hasn't played competitive ball in fucking forever. Like, how can you possibly – and I was shocked to see him get on the court. 
you know? I remember um, looking – I, I went to get a beer, then I turned around and James Farr's in the game. Yeah, what year is this? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, is it 2017? What the hell's going on? Um, that was just unbelievably cool. And then just, like, for a kid that uh, I think the whole fan base is going to fall in love with, like, kind of like we did with Elias Harden. Uh, it's just – it's kind of fun to have that just, like, the darling of the team again, you know? And the fact that he stuck through it, like – it was yeah. pretty obvious that like, he wasn't get a whole going to get a whole lot of time. He didn't play, barely played at all last year, um, and then didn't get it. Didn't even become like eligible till a month ago, as sure. far like medically, and then hadn't seen any time or anything close to time. Then all of a sudden, here's your moment, kid. Yeah, like, and I can mean, imagine what he's feeling, what he what he felt. Right. He's still posting <laughs> stuff on his Instagram story. I love it. He's excited. I bet he's, he's got to be on cloud nine with that. And I think that's a positive sign. I, th- I think there's just a lot of young talent in this program. It's going to be fun to see how it all plays out. Uh, but, but that was awesome, bro. And I think that uh, we're in a good position. I, I, I do think we went on, we win against Providence, but um, there's a lot that has to get better. Yeah. I mean, post uh, in, the interior is where we're going to have to step up. I mean, we have Nate Watson, the best big in the NIT and, like uh, he's like he dominated us the first game he couldn't like we couldn't stop him so Fremantle's really gonna have to step the fuck up and start defending and but he looks better he, lo- he looks great. better he does look I better thought, I thought he, I thought there was a significant improvement in, in defense from him in the last game and you're I would I would completely agree with that absolutely agree with that um it's, it's really if he as long as he defends and just and isn't afraid of afraid to foul like he just does not want to foul I just would have never expected that from him. And I know that he's such a counted on piece this year, but I just would have never expected that from like the guy that we saw just going crazy and Tyreek had to drag him off the floor, you know, against St. He John, has it in him. Yeah, no question. And um, yeah, that I, I Rucker think, Park type mentality. Yeah. Like I just would have never expected. And then you hear his voice. I'm like, okay, he's going to murder somebody. And then too, like, he's right. just like, that's the same guy that like smacks the backboard and gets, you know, gets teased. And then like, <laughs> The same guy will just like jump up and just be like, "Oh yeah, have a layup." Like I, I'm not even thinking about contesting that. Uh, but but he did look a lot better. I thought a lot more physical. And then obviously you had BG, who's who's got cleared, you know, for the Providence game as well. Yeah. Um, he he, so he I, got cleared. I think, I think I heard. Um, I heard Snow say that he will be limited. So I'm expecting okay. another four to eight minute game. But when's he not limited though? You know what I mean? Like a nice that, four that's to eight burst from B, from BG could be could be big. You know. And it's just so weird with him. Like, that's the one guy on the whole roster where I'm, like, legitimately armchair coach. Because there's just times where he has been one of the best dudes on the floor for us. And then the next game out, Fremantle plays 38 minutes. And I, I do feel like that uh, – I was a little shocked to see a BG get four minutes that game. I was, I was real shocked at that. Um, yeah, that was weird. I, I feel like that was – no, because it was our first game, but back from a shutdown, you want to get our game prior. You want to get the stars, the studs back in their rhythm. Um, so I kind of understood that, but like then he goes down with COVID. So we really haven't seen what it would have been like since then. Speaking of stars and studs, you guys want to dip into the feel or something like that. I don't know. I want to dip into the mailbag. We've got some questions from some stars and studs. <laughs> yeah, let's get in there. All right, Kim. All right. So let's go back to the Rambo situation. Cringes McXavier basketball. A friend of the program has two questions. His first one says, is it possible for any Xavier player to ever be easier to root for than Daniel Ramsey through their first seven minutes of playing time in their career? If so, what are the crazy scenarios that would have to get them there? 
man, I feel like um, it's really it's really hard because him he caught like people were already rallying behind him before we even saw him play basketball, and then all of a sudden he gives us th- those minutes right there. Is that's, that's kind of hard to top. I would think a guy would have had to go through a tragedy, maybe fall into a pit of acid and become a superman, superpower, a superhero, and then donate a bunch of money to charity and then hit a game winner in his first um, first few minutes. Yeah, I could see that. I was thinking maybe just as simple as a windmill dunk against UC or something, but um, yeah, I think it'd take a lot. Yours probably wins. Yeah, I mean, I think it that'd be more likely, but who's to say? Pretty good seven minutes uh, to start. I mean, seven minutes, pretty long time. But uh, I've never, I've never experienced that. Impression. Yeah, which leads to the next question from our friend Old Man Larry. He simply asked a pretty loaded question here, but he asked, when will I know if she's the one? Does she bitch about you doing a podcast? <laughs> if she does, is she the one? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Then. If she sits there, if she sits there and shits on you, uh, while like while you're just existing, then she's the one. A girl who shit talks you, perfect. Absolutely perfect. That's good. That's, That's good. What we need. Now, if she's not like turned off by the dump trucks is she the one if she's not turned on by the dump trucks she's not the one that's fair i mean i don't know i don't know how she couldn't be and i mean get you a girl who cool. gets you a room of light up dump trucks they light up yeah man once i throw in this bow chicka wow wow what you gonna okay, say okay. <laughs> Cap's been on mute. I don't think he wants to answer any of these questions. Um, oh, I, I see a face. Talking on mute. So my phone is about to die because, of course, it is. Now, to be fair, it was on like 50 or 60 when I got in the car and I was using headphones. But now I'm plugged in and talking in my phone like I'm talking like on the phone like it's 1950. Um, no headphones. So I was talking the whole time and forgot that I was on mute. So you're welcome. Cap, how do you that entire thing. she's the one? How do you know she's the one? Well, Larry, if you're asking the question, she's not the one. And two, if she types Andy Pick 17 into naked.com and buys some naked underwear, she's the one. My man. <laughs> Glad we got the promo in there. So, <laughs> we had to I do think, it. I think, that's, I think that's how we got to the $40 so quickly. I think that's got it. Sales have been racking up, let me tell you. Sales have been erect. <laughs> that that and Kate will be in horny as shit. <laughs> and uh, now let's go to one of my personal favorite Twitter accounts, not Ron Jostein. So <laughs> oh my god, I Ron. love this guy. It's not Ron Jostein. Ask why do girls think wine is a personality, aka a personality trait? Well, because they don't have a real personality, so they just they're full of something. That something is wine. So that automatically takes over as their personality trait. So if that's their personality trait, she's not the one. No, she is not. Her personality trait better be typing Andy Pick 17 in the naked underwear. And then that's when you can bring out the one. Andy, we should get underwear that says Andy Pick 17 on it. Oh. (laughs) 
I DM'd them a picture of my wall and said, can we have a thong that has this pattern? <laughs> Bro, I, would, Andy, I would definitely buy some of those. I'm not gonna if, someone, if someone called Ray-Ban and said, I have a promo code with AndyPix17 that's not working, can I get a code? Would you give him a code? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, yeah. that, that, that would be like, that's, that's a secret code to get a full 50% off. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have a code any pick seventeen. It's not working. I'm gonna tell my dad tomorrow to call Ray Man as many times until he gets through to Andy and with an Andy pick seventeen. He would do that shit too. He would spend five hours just waiting until he gets through to you. Oh my god! One final question listen. for the mail for the mailbag is from Cringes McSavior Basketball once again, and it's going back to the Kiki conversation. Uh, it's a scenario. It's the second half of a Big East game. Kiki is on the bench holding a bucket of water and a fire breaks out on the court. Does Travis send him out there? Oh, my God. <laughs> How many Xavier Way points does he have? <laughs> no, he gives it to Layton and Layton does it. <laughs> hey, Layton is indeed a bucket. Layton's a walking bucket. <laughs> Great question. I don't think we have an answer for it. We'll have to think on that one. I'll but definitely get back to you. It really depends on how he's been practicing. Like, has he been fully engaged with this bucket? And has he been in the right too, spot while holding this bucket? If if it's at Centos, I think probably. But if it's at Providence, the floor is already wet, so the fire will put itself out. Good point. <laughs> and then if it's at Hinkle, then he's going to open the roof. God, that's, that's so weird. goofy. That's so goofy. Like that weird stuff that like Big East teams have going on with their like home arenas. Yeah, like um, Marquette can't win there. You better. And <laughs> their arena is insane. Like, just like imagine spending that much money on Marquette basketball just to just have Wojo just shit it down the toilet every year. Like, I mean, I think of how crazy we are about Xavier basketball. Like, People wake up and think, all right, yes, Marquette plays basketball today. This is our day. <laughs> this, this is, is our year. Maybe that's the miserable fan base. Now, co- now college fan bases would be a whole other ball game. That, that's a good one to get into, too. That'd like, be can, you, like, can you imagine, That'd like, our, I'm a diehard Loyola Marymount fan? Well, I well, make like, two of us. Then. <laughs> yeah, well, why are you yelling at me? I just can't imagine. Yeah, I go. Uh, I don't know their mascot. Catamount. If I said it, I don't think. You... Okay. Yeah. They're the Mustangs. What is a catamount? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Honestly, like I'm, I'm I picturing. Like, I think. I think it's how you count cats. There's an amount. Is of Vermont? Cats. Is Vermont mm. the catamounts? Like for real? I think Vermont Vermont's is, actually yeah. the catamounts. Like in my head, it just looks like a big cat, like which sucks, but I'm sure it like mounts onto stuff. I would imagine. So it's a mounted cat after you kill yeah. it. Yeah, but but that's bad because we need you to be a dog. <laughs> we don't need no meows. <laughs> Andy, speaking of meows, can I get a uh, can I get an airplane mode when we uh, when we clock out as well? Oh, absolutely. Just let me know when. <laughs> can that just be the new transition noise from here on out? Yeah, this <laughs> I, is yeah, the point of us um, the podcast. <laughs> 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 we need an organic one every time, though. Okay, I mean, I, I can't do the same impression twice, so. No, no, you cannot. 
All right, so I say we hit him with a roll blob and then a meow. <laughs> you got it. Trace, dose, roll blob. Meow. <laughs> <laughs>